Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. And today's episode is all about finding money that you didn't realize you had. That's right, we're going to talk about Amazon reimbursements and just how much money you can claim back because of lost products, Amazon errors, and so on. Really fascinating topic. And to talk about that, we've brought the expert in that realm to the show. Lee, welcome to the show today. Hey, great to be here. I appreciate it, Ben. No, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about uh, this stuff because it could save Amazon sellers so much money, which we're going to dive all into how that can happen and how much maybe they could claim, all that exciting stuff. But to give us a little bit of background about yourself, talk to us about who you are, what you do, and what's got you to the point of being on the show today. Yeah, so thanks very much for having me once again. Uh, my name is Lee Lurie. I'm one of the founders at Seller Investigators. We are a refund recovery tool on the 3P side, specifically FBA. And I've been a serial entrepreneur for pretty much my entire business career. And my two partners and I, we have a, a gentleman who's our CTO who lives overseas. And my partner who lives outside of New York City and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. The three of us started this business about seven years ago. Um, and were acquired by Carbon6 back in the fall of last year. So we got kind of picked up and thrown on the front end of a freight train um, on the marketing side, it's been quite a run for the last uh, 11 months. Yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of the guys from uh, Carbon6. Clayton has been on the show, and, and uh, it sounds like there's lots of exciting things happening at Carbon6. What was the, the acquisition uh, sort of process like? Was it uh, an exciting time for you? Was it something that you um, you know were nervous about? What, what was that whole kind of period like for you? Yeah, it's actually an interesting story. The uh, Carbon Six has been great. First of all, we just couldn't be happier to be a part of the team. Um, the whole executive team, I mean, is really great. Starts from the top down um, with this, with our CF our CEO Justin Cobb, who is just a super interesting, dynamic guy who just has this relentless drive to be successful and to to do the right thing. And we just all got a really good vibe from him right out of the gate. And then, you know, as we met more people, we felt the same way. And then there are 15 or so tools within the toolkit that are enterprise level, interesting businesses that really are best of breed for um, mostly enterprise sellers, but certainly sellers that, you know, can be smaller. And our business is scalable from, you know, small sellers all the way up to the biggest of the big. Uh, so, you know, we don't turn anybody away and nor does Carbon6, but they're building really sophisticated tools in general for sellers to compete in, you know, the new modern Amazon world where it's just ever more complex. Yeah, ever more complex and ever more increasing costs involved in selling on Amazon and margins are getting squeezed and people are trying to find extra cash from extra places to fund inventory, fund growth. And this is where you come in, right? You bring this in incredible world of Amazon refunds to light. Uh, my question to you is, uh, you know, initially, how are you claiming back so much money? Because I've seen some of the advertising collateral of uh, seller investigators and some of the case studies of what you guys have done. And it's crazy how much money you're able to claim back. How, how, how is this happening? Why Amazon sellers are losing so much money in the first place? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's kind of an interesting, um, the space that we reside in pretty much affects everybody who's on FBA. And if you're in retail in general, it affects you just because of the way retail works. If you were in a traditional retailer, say a Target, or if you were talking about an overseas grocery store or you know anywhere you were in the world, 
typically there's a two percent allotment for shrinkage and shrinkage is just lost inventory it's damaged it's destroyed it's unsellable for whatever reason there's a problem with the inventory and so up front when you get paid on an invoice that number is that they adjust for it so they take two percent of whatever the total invoice is knowing it's going to be trash amazon does not have that allotment but what happens is when like your truckload or your partial truckload or your box arrives in an amazon warehouse it doesn't get physically counted because if it did the individual who's counting it could create a human error in doing that that count and doing a miscount so the most efficient way to do that and the cleanest way to do that is to weigh and measure the box against the weight and the measurements that they have of your individual units. So if they know that you sell an iPhone case and that case weighs, and let's obviously a case wouldn't weigh a pound, but let's say that it weighs a pound, they know that a box that weighs 50 pounds has 50 units in it, right? It, I mean, obviously the iPhone case doesn't weigh a pound, but you see my point. Yeah. My, so what ends up happening is they have miscounts from from that, from just that approximation. It's just the way that it is. If you have multiple people in an ASIN um, or a SKU, depending on how, you know, how much you understand about Amazon, ASIN is the same thing as SKU on Amazon. Um, if you have multiple people and somebody's got an incorrect weight, then yours will be automatically incorrect as well, and then they'll miscount it. And if you don't go in and, and argue that they miscounted it, they will short your inventory and you will just lose that money. So that's kind of the first place that we start to see problems. And then it spreads through like 14 categories. It's, it's missing, it's damaged, it's lost between warehouses. It was, we've just added a feature where returns, let's say you as a customer, because Amazon is so forward facing to the customer that let's say somebody buys, we'll use an iPhone case again, and the iPhone case they claim is broken when they got it. So Amazon ships them a new one. Now technically that customer is supposed to return the broken one. They have you know 30 days to do that, but let's say that they don't ever do that. Amazon, if you don't have it in your terms with them to destroy the inventory, Amazon technically should pay you for that second unit because they shipped another one and didn't get the replacement back or get the broken one back. And so we're now going after those kinds of issues for customers as well. The weights and dimensions tool I mentioned where you know we correct if someone in your ASIN count or category has an incorrect weight or dimension and you know we'll go in and correct that for you. We basically just nibble at the corners of where Amazon just can't be perfectly, you know, they just can't be perfect. It's just not really realistic. Do they do it consciously? Do they do it just because it's as good as they can do? I tend to believe it tends to be as good as they can do, but it ends up being between 75 basis points and about a point and a quarter, point and a half of total sales that go through your FBA account are incorrectly accounted for. So while it's better than a traditional retailer shrinkage, it's still, you're missing out. I mean, if you're running a 20% margin business and we find you a, an entire point of EBITDA, you know, mm -hmm. a point of total revenue, it's the equivalent of five points of EBITDA that we just found for you. And, you know, you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, you know, money is getting harder and harder to come by. The platform's more expensive. I'm not helping you with those things, but I am getting you back money that can be redeployed into marketing or to make up for some of the expenses you had 
five points of EBITDA, there are very few places in an Amazon business, if any, mm-hmm. that you can yeah. make up that kind of, you know, that kind of money um, with signing up for something and kind of passively getting out of the way. Yeah, and Amazon don't really make this obvious because I think there'll probably be a lot of sellers listening to this thinking, how do I get this money? Why do I not know about this? Because that's, you know, even just 1%, like you said, a $100,000 business, $100,000 a month or a year, whatever it is, you know, that's $1,000 extra that may just go into the trash because they don't know about how to do it. And so it's just, yeah, it's, it's incredible to me that, um, that these, th- there's this money out there that a lot of sellers don't even know about. It's bonkers. Well, it's it, th- there are statutes of limitations. So on missing inbound shipments, miscounts, you have 18 months, and on lost and damage, you have um, I'm sorry, you have you have nine months, and then on lost and damage, you have 18 months. So there are statutes of limitations around how far back you can go back and argue these the, these issues. I mean, if you think about it somewhat nefariously, and I don't believe this is the case, I mean, I think Amazon needs to put limitations on it or people would be arguing for forever and all the way back through time. But if every day you've got – Amazon sells approximately $650 billion a year through FBA globally in all the markets that they service. If you figure 1%, that's $6.5 billion in profit if if it holds up at 1%. Six and a half billion in profit that Amazon is kind of allegedly keeping, or you know, incorrectly keeping. They're not really super motivated to give that back to you. If you don't get it, they get to keep it. Now, I'm not saying that that makes them bad. I'm just saying that I think they're doing the best job that they can. But there's not a lot of incentive for them to help you get more money back. You need to be proactive in a business. I mean, it's just the nature of the world. We live in a capitalistic society. If you want your money back, you need to stand up and say, you know, I want my money back and we help you raise your hand. And talk to us a bit about your process because I get my assistant to once a month run the uh, like reimbursement report inside Helium 10 and uh, then submit that to Amazon to kind of get some reimbursements there. Um, tell me that's like rubbish and we're missing out on loads of refunds there. Is there a better process that you guys do? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's better than nothing. Um, there's no question that's better than nothing. But um, Helium 10 is actually not running that. That's actually being run by one of our competitors um, in, a, in a partnership, okay. which is fine. Um, but we know for a fact that we get from that same competitor between 10 to 15% more money back than they do based on either how we run the business, how our staff runs the business, um, you know, how our algorithms work. We just, we see it consistently. We, you know, we're always, and I'm sure they take some from us too, but we're scraping customers off multiple, you know, off different platforms. Some are virgin kind of greenfield. Nobody's ever been in it. Hmm. Sometimes it's somebody like yourself that's been sort of doing some on your own. And sometimes it's with a competitor. We find the full one, you know, call, call it 1% on a greenfield business Typically, where you do it yourself through a, a you know a VA or an administrative assistant that's running a report and doing it, we find that you're typically between 50 and 60 percent successful in getting back money. It's not hard to identify the money. The, the hardest part is getting it back because Amazon pushes back. They require some documentation. You have to use certain phrases. You can't use chatbots. 
you, there are rules that you know you can only submit 10 a day there are just things that you have to do in order to be compliant with an Amazon's TOS and if you if you veer out of that you can get into some trouble and some of our competitors got into trouble and have kind of subsequently just sort of gone away like you know sand is like the sands of time and yeah. you know we, we don't have those problems you know we've gotten we've always been good at it but you know we're super careful within your Amazon store to not get into trouble but one percent you're getting about 50 cents on the dollar back our competitors are getting about 80 cents and we tend to run about 90. so um you know i would also encourage people that if you have a store um i mean bet i mean not that i'm not putting you on the hot seat here but you know we could run your store behind your assistant or your va show you that we find money and i'd be happy to come back and show you it's not going to be one percent but if you're running to your point a million dollar store we're typically going to find about 10 grand if you're only getting back five because you're only getting 50 cents on the dollar back and i can get 90 even if i charge you 20 percent to go after that money 20 25 percent to go after that money you net out making another 18 you know 1800 to 2000 dollars and yep. we remove your va cost or anything else yeah. that you have associated with doing that and we take care of all the work for That's you so funny, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. priced in such a way that it's free to be on our platform absent of when we are successful getting dollars back for you. So once dollars flow back into your FBA account, we keep a credit card on file for you. You get back 100% of every dollar Amazon owes you. And then we see it in the sales reports we draw off of your account. And then we will run your card every two weeks for dollars that are owed to us as our percentage of what we are successful getting back. And you mentioned about the the team that you have in place because I, uh, you know, somewhat naively when I first started hearing about it, I just assumed it was a software integration. You hook it up, it does it all for you. But you've got a lot of manual processes in here, right? Yeah. So we think of our business as sort of the intersection between human capital and computers, in that we certainly run algorithms, we certainly tie into the API off Amazon, we ingest you know, massage and output data that is all machine learned, AI, whatever you want to kind of call it. You know, there is a lot of technical behind that. And then from that point, it gener once that report is generated, everything from that point forward is manual. And that's the case with anyone who's doing this properly, whether that be a competitor or if you're doing it in-house, you need to submit tickets correctly. And one of the main ones is you can't use bots. So it becomes a manual process. Now, I mentioned earlier about Amazon kind of TOS and what they're doing. Arguably in the world that we live, I mean, you know, to use only because my wife was talking about this last night, Taylor Swift, right? They have, um, they're, they're doing ticket sales through Ticketmaster and the Ticketmaster system crash where it crashes over and over and over again because so many people are using bots to sign up and try and get tickets that they can then resell because it's such a hot ticket. Now that's obviously not applicable to Amazon, except to say that if you could use bots, people would submit tickets nefariously over and over and over again and overwhelm Amazon's systems or people that are on the receiving end of this who are trying to determine what's a real case and what's not. And so, you know, you can't do that. Um, my wife's gonna be so happy I worked in a Taylor Swift reference. <laughs> um, but, uh, tay -tay. yeah, right. Um, but, um, uh, the, the principle is the same though. They, they are, they have to put limits on it or else 
the world we live in would clog up the the plumbing and it wouldn't work for anyone. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to stay within the rules of the road. And, you know, we are super, super, super careful because, A, anybody who gets in trouble is a reflection of us. But the last thing we would ever want to do is poke the bear so hard that, you know, it affects your business in an adverse way. We are working really hard right up to the line trying to do the best thing we can for your business, but not further. Um, you know, Amazon from time to time, you know, gives us back 100% of what we ask for. Sometimes they give you 87 cents on the dollar. Sometimes it's 35 cents on the dollar. And then we just have to weigh whether or not that's enough or do we continue to go back. And and that's the sort of the nuance and the and the the special sauce, if you will, in the business is trying to really gauge that. And that's what's really hard at the level of your person. They just don't have the practical experience to be able to understand where there can be more pushback or not. Mm. Are you guys known by Amazon then? They know what you're doing and is there interaction between you and Amazon oh, as a for company? Sure. Um, we're actually a preferred vendor um, and we have an app that's okay on the app store um, and we get audited twice a year to make sure that we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing and that it lines up with their, um, you know, again, their TOS. And by that, I mean, terms of service, if people aren't sure what TOS means. Um, and, you know, they're, they're well aware of us. And, you know, I think they look at it and, you know, I'm going to use another reference, this one, you know, not pop culture, but they look at it as, you know, in the animal world, there are some animals that clean up around other animals that allow them to kind of work symbiotically. And I would say that Amazon sees us as somewhat adversarial because we are scraping money out of their pockets. But in my in my heart, I believe that Amazon is trying to do the right thing when it you know, if they could, if it was something that they could practically do. And so, you know, we work with them. We have open lines of communication that, you know, understands that what we're doing is helping sellers get back the money they're owed. So, um, you know, it's, it's not particularly adversarial, but um, yeah, we, we talk to them. I mean, obviously we talk to them. We submit about 10 or 15,000 cases a week. So, you know, we speak to them all the time. Crazy. When someone first comes onto your platform, you said there was time limits of how far back you could go. Does, does it usually, do most sellers find that there's a big lump sum that they can claim and then you kind of do it monthly from there or how does that work? That's exactly right. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, you've got the case where a client is going to get back the full 1% because no one's ever been in the account. And we find them, in fact, we had a $14 million seller sign up for the platform um, overnight and we saw a $280,000 refund that you know is owed to them so you know we'll start assuming they sign up we'll start filing those cases here you know in the next couple of days they will start to see them assuming they sign up why wouldn't they <laughs> yeah right i mean for sure i mean you know we've had we have a we have a couple clients that are north of a billion that um you know we've found 15 to 25 million dollars for so you know there are significant <laughs> amounts of money that are out there on these large accounts and you think about those big accounts are going to be pretty sophisticated so, you know, the fact that there's still money either coming that a competitor has missed out on, which happens. In fact, one of them came from a competitor. And then we found about $12 million um, that, that had been missed, um, which yeah. is pretty remarkable when you consider some people think of this as a commodity and it's just not. Mm. It's just it's just not even close. Um, and we recommend if you're not about? sure, have, have do a comparison. If you work with another competitor, yeah. sign up for our service. It's free. 
If you don't give us a credit card, we'll never file cases. All we will do is identify where there's gaps. And if we yeah. find enough money for you to care, then we can have a further conversation. We do that a lot. I mean, we do that 15 times a week for people. Um, what go is ahead. It but back, back to your original product? question. You, you had, you had mentioned yeah. you know, how much money is you know, do you yeah. typically see? Typically, the workflow is that we see most of, I mentioned earlier, you can look back nine and 18 months, depending on the issue. So the missing inbounds, it's nine months. Loss and damage is 18 months. Once we get into an account, we identify, let's just use the case here today, a little north of $200,000. There'll be a thousand cases or more that are, you know, those problems. We will start to submit tickets. And as fast as those come back, it will start to generate money. That client should see... 75% or more of that money back in the first 60 days, pretty typically. And then it goes into a maintenance. We tell people we're in your account at least once a week. So just stay on the platform. You don't have to do anything. It just happens in the background. And whenever we find an issue, you'll get paid. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it works out to be about 1% of sales and it doesn't really matter if you clean up the store and are on our platform. All it does is nibble at the edges of the 1%. The problem is never going to go completely away. It's important. If you're not with us, I recommend working with another service. And, you know, I would much prefer it to be us because I just know that we're better at it um, and selfishly <laughs> with the business. But, yeah. you know, we just are better at it than the competitors that are out there. And we know it and it's obvious. And, and we encourage people, if you don't believe me, to run an audit, compare, do an audit. It is it is the it is the most surefired way to know who's actually doing a better job, and yeah. we are ready to have that conversation with anybody who wants to have it. Yeah, yeah. You obviously cash flow is a big issue, so it's great that you can get all this money back. But are there ways that sellers can prevent some of these things happening, or are all of the damages, all of the issues, completely out of their control? I mean, most of it is out of your control because it's how they handle things within the warehouse. I mean, if they drop a product and it gets run over by a forklift, there's nothing you can really do to change that. Um, The big one that we would tell people that you can have impact on is the missing inbound shipments. And that has to do with the weights and dimensions tool we have. So if you're a client of ours, it's a free service um, to sign up for. Basically, you can send a carrier pigeon with your weights and dimensions of what you think your ASINs are. We prefer you upload it in a CSV file, but we'll take it however you'll give it to us. We will then input it into our database. On our dashboard is um, all of your ASINs and what your dimensions are and then what Amazon's dimensions are because we can ingest that from one of the sales reports. And then anywhere there is enough discrepancy that it affects the shipping cost, it throws up a flag and we will file that case for you to make an adjustment to correct your ASIN values so that you don't get miscounts and because so you don't get overcharges within the warehouse for, excuse me, warehouse fees or pick and pack fees, i.e., you know, the cost of shipping. You know, a box that weighs 1.1 pounds goes as two pounds versus a box that weighs 15 ounces goes as one pound. So got it. That small little difference can make a tremendous difference in your cost of shipping. And we try to help people um, work through those types of problems as well as a service within our platform. Our, our goal is to make your business more efficient or as efficient as it can be. But to your point, there are some parts of this that are just a black box you can't control. 
Yeah. Is there anything else? Because I'd love to ask you about your, it's slightly off topic, but just about your team, because you mentioned it's an offshore team. And I know there'd be lots of people that would be interested how you sort of manage that process for a few minutes. Is there anything before we do that, that I haven't asked or you think would be pertinent to mention about the process and uh, any any tips that we haven't talked about? Um, yeah, I mean, I would go out, I would tell people to go out. I mean, not a tip, but like if you go out and, and look, we're we're we do Trustpilot, which you may or may not be familiar with Trustpilot, which is an yep. independent review company that shows, um, you know, we can't control that. There's an email sent out by them. It gets posted good and bad. We have a very high rating there and we have a very high customer service um, satisfaction rate. We essentially have almost no churn. And I think a lot of it gets back to my partners and my emphasis on customer service. I mean, A, we want to win your business, but really more importantly, we want to keep your business. And we think it's super important. And, you know, little knickknack things come up from time to time. We're always going to do the right thing with you as a customer. Um, another thing that we do, and this actually is relevant, um, our competitors all, let's say that you have $1,000 in, um, in missing inbound i.e. Amazon screwed it up, they shorted you $1,000 in inventory. We make a case, they give you back the $1,000, we take, let's just say that we're working in a 25% scenario where we take 25%, we would take $250 of that thousand. You'd get, you'd get the thousand, but the net to you would be 750 and we'd keep 250. And now let's go 60 days and let's say Amazon finds your inventory. We are the only company that will give you that money back. Because we didn't, I mean, it got found. We don't think that's right. We think that that's your inventory. Now, if they never find the inventory and we got you compensated, that's where we get paid. But if the inventory gets found, we automatically give it back to you. And if, you know, God forbid, we forget to give it to you or our system doesn't catch it, you bring it to our attention. But we catch it and we proactively give it back to you. And people can't believe that we proactively give money back because all of our competitors keep it by policy and will not give it back to you. And we just think that's just an example of trying to be a partner rather than a vendor. We are trying really hard at every turn to do the right thing in your store and with you and you know, not getting paid on things that we didn't necessarily do, we think is just the right thing. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, no, that's really good. You, you've talked about your team there and, and throughout the episodes uh, about having a team that are specialists doing this for you. You mentioned that uh, to me before we started that, that a big part of that team is overseas. Did you uh, start with an overseas team? Was that always the plan? How did that begin? Always from day one. Uh, my business partner who lives outside New York City, um, his wife is first generation American from the Philippines. And because of that, they have mixed race children and they speak some of the Filipino language in the home. And you know, obviously the, the grandparents and the nieces and nephews and whatnot that all live in the Philippines, obviously all speak the, the language as well. What's great about the Philippines is that culturally English is basically, it's a bilingual country. Everybody is taught English and the Filipino language. Depending on where you are, there are a couple different languages and dialects that are spoken, but English is taught to everyone in the Philippines, which is why so many businesses are outsourced there. But in our case, because my partner's wife is from the region, we were able to build our team day one with people who are either familially connected directly, i.e. through blood, or 
this is also very common in the culture that once somebody gets a job that you know isn't a crappy job where someone's a jerk at a big multinational they kind of start grabbing their friends and bringing them in and trying to get jobs for people because we pay a living wage like we think it's really important that we now have over 150 people working for us but before carbon six it was more like 25 and we really thought it was important i mean we went through covid um you know we we were sadly we were paying for funerals for people which is pretty crappy um we give scholarships to young people with the local university that are going through computer sciences and then give internships and then if they work out we give offers we've had a number of people come through that program we've had sadly you know people we had a, a young woman who's um, on our executive team over in the philippines um, her apartment um, there were some kids setting off fireworks and they live in um, a neighborhood that has you know it's like apartment buildings that are stacked against each other and this fire spread and consumed her apartment she's a, a single mom lives with her mother and a baby and you know all the things that you know are make life hard and she's working super hard for us and has been with us and you know we took care of her we put her up in an apartment in a hotel until they could sort out things we got her family all the things they needed to kind of stay going with her young child and then subsequently fixed the apartment and kind of you know made her whole and you know we just think it's the right thing to do um you know we we want to work with quality people I mean, we've had to fire a few clients that were that were rude to our you know, our, our support staff. Um, you know, we just try to do the right thing when nobody's looking so that everybody's happy. But our staff is fantastic. We take a lot of pride in, you know, creating jobs that are really good paying Filipino jobs. And as a result, we have almost no churn within our staff. And my partner's there right now on a kind of a two to three week odyssey. He buys these 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 open-ended tickets and he and his wife they're there they're they keep sending pictures they're off doing fun things with the teams it looks like they're on vacation <laughs> i know they're working super hard but um you know they're off building rapport and doing things and as a result it just makes our business run so much better i mean we have case managers that get recognized weekly that are that that are just so happy we do these meetings i have one at um 12 o'clock today where we get to sit and just hear everybody talk about how happy they are and how great it is to work for us. And it just, it, it warms my heart to know that we're creating so many opportunities for people that want to work and getting money back for people who need to get it. I mean, it's just, it, everything about this business makes us feel good yeah. as to what we're doing. Yeah. It does sound very fulfilling, I will admit. Um, you, you mentioned they're going from 25 to 150 staff. What's been the, the cause of that growth? Is it like, a, obviously you mentioned it since Carbon 6 came in, what, what's caused the growth though? Yeah, so over the sort of six years, six plus years that we were running this business is just sort of our staff that was you know scaling as we went, my partners, myself, and then the team around us. Um, that um you know we grew about 100 percent a year and that was that was great you know obviously when you start off growing 100 percent is easier in a way because just you have such small numbers of which you have to double it um you know we had gotten to the stage where doubling the business was getting ever more difficult i mean you, you can do the math as to you know how, how much you have to be turning it over um, and what we determined was that we really needed a better marketing arm. We were really good at doing the business, the actual processes we, we were very comfortable with. And a lot of that ties into our CTO, who's a partner in the business and the continuity around he and our programmers. 
we've just never had to move. Like, you know, normally in a business, you end up doing development in one place and then develop in another place and then they don't talk and somebody says this programmer sucked. You know, I need to rewrite all the code. It's just very common. It doesn't really matter what industry you're in. That's very common because code, although it seems like a commodity, is very individualistic as to, you know, your stream of conscious when you're writing it. So because we have had so much continuity there, it's allowed us to focus on making the platform better every day rather than correcting for errors that like it might have. And yeah. so, you know, we have grown, I don't know, like from 25 to now 150, maybe it's more than that, 160, but that 160 is probably going more to like 500 in the next 12 to 18 months. And it's because carbon six, our business has, we are up about 700% this year. So, you know, it's just sort of mind blowing how quickly it's scaling. And then the cross promoting that's going on and just everything that's happening at carbon six, it's just, there are just no, there's nothing but green lights in front of us. And, you know, we just, we just crank, I mean, just crank customers. We had like 35 customers sign up overnight. Um, yeah, it's remarkable. Amazing. Well, you've you've built uh, an incredibly successful business, but I, I love your heart and the way you've described it and how you talk about your team and how you look after them. I think everybody listening will only have uh, you know good thoughts about what you've built and uh, congratulations towards you. It's uh, an amazing journey so far, but still so much to come, as you said. So um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how how it develops. Um, thanks so much for taking the time out. Where um, obviously there will be people that will be keen to learn more about the company. What's the best next step? Obviously, we'll leave links and that kind of thing in the description. But if someone's listening on the audio, where should they go? Yeah, I mean, a couple of different ways. You can always email me. It's lee at sellerinvestigators.com. If people, you know, I'm always available. We have teams of folks that, you know, I may, the email may get sorted out, but you'll get, you know, people will certainly respond to you. You can go to our website at, at sellerinvestigators.com. Um, it's free to sign up. There's no obligation. There's a law, you know, there's a sign up button. It's pretty, you know, self-explanatory. There are a couple of steps you have to go through because Amazon wants to make sure people don't nefariously get access into your Seller Central account. But um, you know it, it's a pretty simple process. We have onboarding specialists. If you get stuck, they can kind of help you through it. Typically, the audit takes, we didn't cover this, but normally the audit takes about 24 hours to come back. And you know once you have the results of the audit, if you want to move forward, you give us a credit card and we start filing cases that day and you should start to get money back within that week. Um, I mean, it's just literally that simple. It's, um, it's, a, it's been a remarkable business to see grow the way that it is. And, you know, to kind of be a shepherd of trying to keep it running is just a lot of fun. Yeah, perfect. That's amazing. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Very valuable conversation, financially valuable for a lot of people, I'm sure. So thanks for coming on the show. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And uh, as Lee said, you get a free audit on the website. Uh, it's, there's no harm in checking it out. See how much you could save. So check that out. We'll leave links for that in the show notes and the description. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode today. If you've liked it, please share it, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Same time next week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.